Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall with my guys Mike and Robbie to talk some sneakers. Today we're going to get into some, some new releases, some just overall industry news. But before we get into that, how you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. I can't complain on this side. How about you? I'm good. I've been having a lot of fun on our Discord. And I'm going to keep plugging Same. that because, I mean, I was an old man and I was like, bro, I don't know what Discord is. People keep talking about it and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like smiling and laughing like I did. So um, now that I'm on it, I'm in a couple different groups, not just sneaker history. And it's uh, it's some good, clean fun. So uh, I saw a lot of uh, a lot of gaming action going on today. A lot of video games today. Lots and lots of video games. Discord's pretty pretty dope too because there's there's definitely more than just sneakers in there. Get to, get to know what people are into outside of sneakers, which is always a good thing in my opinion. Hell yeah. So, uh, what are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping? What did I rock today? Uh, hey, I think I just put on my my human made solar boost. Again, just to kind of walk the dog, I didn't really go anywhere. And uh, copping, I mean, now I see pictures of this LeBron 8, really excited about. Um, I really like this Kid Super collaboration with Puma. This looks really different and really just creative. So that's when it's kind of on my radar. And, uh, you know, of course, eyes open up for those copies on, well, I guess it'll be. A couple days pass, but for us, it's tomorrow, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. See how that goes for sure. As nobody knows. I, I'm <laughs> going to predict a loss. Same. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out yeah. and I'm going to say, I don't think it's going to go too well, and that's okay. So um, for me, man, I thought about it about an hour and a half ago, like what I've been rocking and what I'm going to say. And I was like, do I just lie to everybody and say I put a pair of shoes on? Portland's been like the worst air ever. So I have not left the house. Period. P-E-R-I-O-D-T. Period. Yes. I have not left. Um, so like, I haven't put a pair of shoes on. It's outside of my musky, musty house slippers in like five days. Like, it's real talk. So uh, I'm excited to wear shoes again. Um, hopefully the air starts clearing up a little bit, but, um, I, I cannot tell a lie like Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. 
whoever whoever didn't lie. Uh, yeah, I have not been wearing shoes. But when it comes to stuff I'm looking to buy, I mean, every single dunk of like the, you know, be true to your school type deal, those are all must-haves for me. And um, that KD-13, it's been on my brain since our last episode. It's um, this really cool um, Berlin-based artist. Um, Ruan Wang is the artist who drew the upper on the shoe. So it does have a 60s rock music-inspired upper. Um, I like how you really can't see the swoosh. Uh, I haven't felt... I haven't felt connected to a Kevin Durant shoe in a very long time, but seeing this one, I'm like, huh, that's, that's legitimately something I would enjoy wearing. So I'm going to say the KD 13 easy money sniper. Not a bad choice. That one's kind of piquing my interest as well. How about you, Nicholas? It's not a bad choice. I like that one. I, we actually had good air quality for the first time since I moved. So, uh, took the dog out for a little bit longer walk than normal i'm i'm really hoping that in the next like you know few months i can get her to run with me because then i'll then i'll be able to kill two birds with one stone like me running again assuming the air quality continues to stay okay but also getting her some exercise so i wore the pegasus turbos uh the original ones not the original colorway but like the dark blue colorway that came out picked up those on a discount a while back and what I'm looking to cop, I mean, it's tough. There's there's a lot of interesting stuff out right now. But there's nothing that I'm like, there's nothing that I think I'm going to be able to get. But I think, the, I think the coolest thing that I saw recently was that Air Max 1 that kind of has like the, uh, it almost looks like the Air Raid pattern on the lining. I don't know if you guys saw that. I haven't one, seen that one yet. No. I, f- I forget what site I saw it on or what Instagram account, but that that was basically like the uh, the the most interesting thing I've seen in the last few days. So hopefully those come around. Nice. Not a bad choice. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So uh, before we get before we get too much further, let's uh, let's let's jump back to read a review since our Eminem. I guess it's a promotion. I don't know. We weren't really thinking promotion. We just started talking about Eminems. But call us Eminems. Hey, hey, everybody started leaving leaving us reviews because they want peanut peanut butter Eminems apparently. So next review we got on here is from Speed Force KJ. Hands down the best. This has quickly become my favorite podcast to listen to. Such great conversation on shoes and more. Hearing talk of the old ISS days and forum usage makes this even better able and able for me to relate even more. Keep bringing the best sneaker content out there, guys. Also, peanut butter M&Ms over everything. Oh, peanut butter's kind of stole the show. I didn't really think when I brought that up, it was going to be uh, I thought it'd be like the Lone Ranger on that one. They get M&Ms to sponsor the podcast, man. M&M's, call us. Yeah, who, who's, who's got a connection to somebody at m M&M? <laughs> Mars, candy, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Peanut butter is just like people gravitate towards peanut butter, I feel like. If, you're, if it doesn't kill you, you love it. True. No one ever talks about peanut butter m ms It's one of those ones that's like, oh, yeah, I forgot they make those. Clearly yeah. not. 
Clearly not. It's kind of low key on the on the conversations, right? I agree. I, I do. I do. Uh, I do have to say, I have a. I have like a. It's a pro tip when it comes to peanut butter, but it's only for dog owners. And Mike, you might be able to take advantage of this if you haven't yeah. tried it yet. So Mika is like crazy. No, she's not scared of taking a shower, but she's like crazy scared once she gets in the bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. And we. I don't even remember where we discovered it, but we discovered putting peanut butter on like on the top of the tub so she can lick it while we're giving her a bath. <laughs> Game changer, man. Like she's just like so preoccupied with licking the peanut butter. She didn't and even, know what going on. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, cool. You can do whatever you need to now. I'll just, I'll just be working on this peanut butter. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> what do you guys want to start with? I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you guys to to make the decision on where we start with all the news that's going on. I'll call the audible. Mike, talk about the um the Puma shoes you just said that you were looking to cop because that's a starting spot. Yeah, man. So the uh, the Puma collaboration with the collect uh, the creative collective called Kid Super. And they went all out with these. I mean, I have to pull up my file with uh, everything on it because it's insane. There's it released today, and if I'm not mistaken, everything is sold out. They did a full range of apparel, which look like Hawaiian style shirts. Um, they had like striped basketball, arms oh, sorry, soccer jerseys. I mean, I guess what they the collection ranged from like forty bucks to two hundred dollars, which is pretty reasonable comparison you think of like collaborations with nike and adidas like things start at 200 bucks and just get wilder from there so it was really cool they had their own takes on different uh on different uh silhouettes like their slides um their style writers i mean then you had the same oh my god i can't remember the name of the shoe but the one they did with rude not too long ago they had the same silhouette come back that soccer inspired one and i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff a lot of bright colors and honestly, I mean, clearly everyone thought the same thing I, you know, we did when we saw it and, and scooped it on up. It's good to see diverse brands selling stuff out. And like selling out doesn't look the same for everybody. Like Reebok has their vote system where like selling out at 500, sneakers goes into an abyss. And then Puma, we have this going on and that's super cool. Yeah, man. Maybe uh, this time away from the uh, this time out of the mall and stuff is giving people a, a way to look at uh, other things. I mean, they're just getting kind of engulfed by the internet, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, this whole collection was super dope, though. I mean, it's it's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm we'll put a link to, to uh, the Puma site in the description, but there there's obviously like a lot to it. Like the the jackets were super dope to me. Um, and I, I think to Robbie's point, seeing, you know, maybe a, a slightly smaller brand than we're used to. Right. And, and that's only because we're like programmed to think that, you know, off white is normal. Right. Um, but like, you know, if you look at like the size of like their social media following, it's still solid. Right. You know, 100,000 followers on Instagram, I think, you know, however many on Twitter, I can't remember it, but it's just they just do cool shit, and I think it makes sense to partner 
with a brand like Puma because Puma's really like almost letting more creative things happen in the way that the partner brands work with them. And that kind of seems to be, you know, in, in any direction, right? Like it doesn't necessarily have to mean like we're going to do wild and crazy colors like they did or like just unexpected colors. It's also like if you look at like the, the RS Dreamer and like the Mario tie-in and like the, the more corporate branded stuff, like there's a mix of all that stuff with Puma, which is is really nice to see. And I think, you know, you know, the selling out thing is is really, you know, kind of a, a an interesting conversation in itself because you don't really need to sell something out right away. Like in fact, if you're a smaller company, it's probably better that stuff gets to stay out longer, right? Like we look at sneakers and we think, okay, cool. Like it didn't sell out in five minutes or whatever it is. So it's not worth anything. But in the real world, the brands that get to have something that sits on this Puma site and gains them exposure for, you know, a day or two, a week or two, a month or two, a year, whatever that is, that's huge for that brand to be able to build their following and their fan base. And, and it's almost like, you know, like Supreme and, and, you know, sneakers and Nike and all this, all these like sites that we're so used to just seeing sell out all the time have kind of ruined the idea of what success is for a lot of the small companies. And I think it's really important for companies to, to see this kind of success where like, yeah, maybe one or two or three of the shoes sell out. Maybe you can still get the slides. Maybe you can still get the pants or the hoodies or whatnot, because it's completely okay that things don't sell out instantly. And I'm just going to leave it at that and get off the soapbox. <laughs> no, man, that's a good point. And I'm actually going to the website right now. It looks like they have a lot more stuff on the site from earlier. Cause I was looking through social media, everyone saying it was selling out. But it looks like they have more items now. The only thing that is sold out completely is the uh, the style rider, which just looks like they're, you know, that style of shoe that everyone's kind of flocking to now, that real Sakai dad shoe-ish, you know, wave rider deal. That's the one that sold out immediately, looks like. But, I mean, the one I really like, or the two I really like, are going to be the uh, Dome Sock and the Night Fox. And they're still they're hanging around in various sizes. I mean, I think you guys should check it out because – this is all the stuff that people like, oh, if it's off white, they're gonna run to it because it has a name on it. But gives give other stuff a, a look because this stuff is actually really dope. It's like I say, very bright, very different, and kind of right in the alley of what, what people tend to look for down down the line. I agree. And that duffel bag is super, super dope. Dude, I just literally clicked right on that. I was like, <clears throat> not the favorite that that's a dope bag. Yeah. So, Robbie, we went through Puma. What do you got? I know you had something about on running that you sent over to us. That was a really cool store that they put up. A really cool program, I should say. I don't want to switch quite yet because there was Neymar in Puma, too. Oh, yeah. We can keep it Puma because Neymar went in. He's like, you know what? I want a, I want a new challenge. I want to he, – he's looking at a new place in his career, and he said that, hey, I want to do it with Puma. So, we got the – News was that Saturday morning when it happened. I think a lot of people saw it there. And um, I mean, they were really quick. I've already said, like, he already has shirts and things with them. I mean, the whole branding for him, him coming there is cut the, the King is back or the King's return. 
Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, Puma is sneaking in, and no, I can't even say sneaking in. They're blatantly just getting superstars now that are just from every every you know sport because. Like I said, they already had the Neymar Jr. shirts. The kids' shirts are already gone. The baseball caps are gone. There's a few men's sizes left. And the logo is actually pretty dope. Like the end with the, uh, I don't know if, if it's a, a J or what, but it's going through the end of the Puma on the, the far left side. I don't know. It's pretty dope. And on top of that, they just, as we were turning on the podcast to record tonight, they actually signed an MMA, uh, MMA fighter or UFC fighter, and his name's, Israel, and I cannot say his last name, but he's known as a style bender. So they have a UFC fighter now. So, and he's an up and comer, like he's good. So they're making moves and not letting this time frame of kind of, you know, we're just getting back into sports and everything, let, let it stop them. They're taking full advantage and they're, they're out here. And I, I, I think it's dope. So, Neymar's hashtag or the hashtag they use is King is back. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. There's a picture they posted of him in a bed with all these Pumas. And a lot of them, and that's what's cool about Puma, right? It's like it looks, a lot of them straight up look old and retro, like Clyde's and stuff. Um, some retro basketball stuff there. But then some of their newer takes kind of look like old shoes, but mixed together within the vein of like what we see um, like Sakai do and what we see. Um, I want to say it's um, 361 or no Lingning. Um, their, their lifestyle stuff is crazy. If you ever look at like a Lingning shoe. Yeah. They're pricey too. I saw some the day. I was like, I didn't realize they were in that, that, that price tier, like oh, 260, yeah. 270. So like, his, this stuff Neymar is photoed with is very – it's old, it's new, it's hip, it's stylish, it's fun. It's a lot of things that you can associate with Neymar. And they even have stuff like – I'm looking at this um, Chiron trainer. That thing's super sweet. It has like almost some like Trainer 3 vibes to it, um, Air Max Trainer 3. but like. All this cool stuff from like the RS Streamer to their um, Calibrate Runner with all that crazy 3M on it. Just a lot of out there different things. And to circle back around, it's like success looks different for everybody. Puma having multiple models on the market that are relevant is a success. They don't have to sell out for them to feel good about these releases. Like having traction through a training shoe and a running shoe and a basketball shoe is is good enough. Like you don't have to sell out every single one to feel good. So I agree. Doing, doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, man. Rele- they're not just staying relevant. It's literally trying to get into the front of the pack now. So got to respect the hustle, man. It's kind of interesting too. Like, like Robbie said, like just, or I think you said it too, Mike, but like just the doing all this with sport, not really at full capacity is, is so important, right? People don't realize how much 
the energy of what the brands that are this size can bring to sport, whether that's, you know, obviously basketball, which we talk about a lot on the podcast, but like Puma and Adidas are big in racing and sponsor, you know, massive teams, you know, small teams at a, at a grassroots level all the way up through like IMSA and Formula One. And those types of things are, are huge ways for people to feel connected to the sport that they love. And I think that's really fascinating to, to, you know, kind of think about that when you see Puma going hard towards all these different sports where they're not normally associated. Right. I mean, obviously with football, soccer, they're clearly like one of the biggest brands in the world. But like to be able to go back into it after they're kind of a little bit more low key than they normally are and and get somebody like Neymar. And then, like you said, on the, you know, UFC stuff, like there's just so many places where they're entering into culture that I think it's it's beautiful. And I think one of the other things I wanted to talk about on this episode, because it was on uh, I think it was on Footwear News, but uh, the conversation around Nike's. Uh, basically call today that happened with shareholders essentially said that their business hasn't slowed down a bit because of COVID. And I think that's because people connect to everything through Nike, right? Like, yeah, you're still buying shoes in whatever way, but like Nike is just the conduit to get you to these sports. Right. And it's a really cool conduit. So you want to pay attention to what they're doing. They're involved in, you know, in social change, they're, you, you know, involved in clearly the NBA and its return. They're all over the place with all this stuff. But like seeing Puma kind of almost emulate, you know, in a way, a lot of the successes that Nike has had, maybe not, you know, can't really speak to like their choices with retail, right? Like we know that Nike laid off some people. We also know that they've always, they've been, you know, moving more and more towards bringing all of their retail to their own individually owned stores and to their digital side. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of energy with, let's say collaborators that are traditional like boutiques the way it was five to 10 years ago, but the collabs are still happening. And you could look at Puma and see, Hey, they're kind of moving in a similar direction, I guess, but also you know, taking Neymar from Nike is a huge win for them in that, you know, big battle to get back to, you know, the top of the, the, the food chain when it comes to like footwear and stuff. But I think thinking about it with COVID, it's got to be much harder for the companies to make these decisions and take these actions, you know, internally, because there's so much conversation about are you going to make this back? Who's going to buy this product? Can they afford to buy this product? You know, all the way up and down that, you know, product line and product, you know, range for every brand, the conversations are, are inevitably having to be had. So to me, it's really like, it's like really cool to see Puma doing that more so than it would be if it was a year and a half ago. And it was just like, everything's normal, right? It's like, no, they're, they're, you know, coming to the table and throwing down harder than they normally do to be a part of, of this kind of, you know, business in a way that they really haven't been for a while, but should be because they have so much heritage and so much history with, you know, countless sports. Right. So I just think it's really cool. 
I have to second that. True. Here, here, if we were in <laughs> old time court. Um, so, I mean, Neymar had some Nike. He had a Jordan 5. He had a cleat. The Jordan 5 low. They had to do him dirt like that and do a Jordan 5 low. Um, but it's like not a lot of utilization, right? I mean, I don't follow soccer. I know he's on like the Mexican national team and I know he's like prime time, but like, I don't know if he's been relevant H- question. Has he been relevant th- this entire time? Like from oh, yeah. Soccer- 100%. Yeah. Cause, uh, him and wow, his name just slipped my mind on the, on PSG. Why? Wow. I, uh, yep. Can't French guy. And I cannot remember his name to save my life. So anywho, yes, they've been relevant. They've been pretty good. They just, they got knocked out of champions league. If I'm not mistaken, they made it to the finals. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening, but I think they got, they lost in the champions league finals. Um, but yeah, no, dude, he's still super relevant. And, um, they just do him dirty with the shoe releases. I bet. I mean, think about it though. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is, is with Nike. He has sneaker releases. I mean, they sell out because of this, the the silhouette they put them on. Like, they did, what, that patchwork 97 when 97s were super hot. Um, I want to say they did gold one as well. I can't remember exactly, but they, they pick and choose times when a shoe's super hot. And same with, with Neymar. The five was really kind of that uh, they were pushing a lot of fives that year. They gave them that, that low that was like all 3M. It sold out everywhere I saw, but... I mean, they hadn't done much else. As far as I know, I haven't seen another Neymar collaboration, at least nothing that was like truly named after him. Huh. Named Mar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I think with, with, with Neymar, he's, you know, he's probably top, top three, top five at, you know, on most people's radar, right? And a lot of people that don't like him personally would disagree with that. But like the thing that that with any, you know, soccer stars is that this isn't about the U.S. market at all. Right. They know that they're going to sell a small percentage of, you know, soccer related stuff in the U.S. And it's not really going to grow that much because these guys have such a massive following everywhere else in the world. And to me, that's just like. I mean, it's, this sounds really bad, but it's like investing in stocks, right? Like you're going to diversify to make sure that you're going to be able to, you know, make money when this part of the world is, is you know, not making money or the other part of the world is down. So you want to make money over here. Like that's how businesses and brands have to think, right? So the more they can mix things up, the better off they're going to be. And I think that's kind of what this is a, a good I guess a good sign of them realizing that, right. By going UFC and, you know, J Cole and, you know, Neymar and, and everybody else that they've been working with. Well, I think it was a good move with this, uh, with Neymar, just, I mean, kind of elaborating more on the diversifying your, your audience, because of course, Puma's always sold in Europe, like the, the driving shoes, really casual shoes, but this is going to push them when they have Neymar, who's, you know, typically dresses, you know, in the latest trends, having them wearing th- these new collections like this, these these uh, 
trendy shoes or on trend shoes, they're going to push them in front of the, the Nike trainers in Europe sometime because more people are going to follow him in his home country, Brazil. And then in Europe, because he plays in France, that's just a given right there. I mean, you're asking for just a shot, like shot in the arm when it comes to uh, market relevance because of just his face associated that one picture alone. How many kids in Europe and in Brazil saw that one picture? It's like, what shoes are those? How can I find them? And I'm sure they're, you know, Puma already produces a, a, a ton of product, seems like, because they are so worldwide. I mean, I mean, I know everyone is, but I feel like they really do cater to their, their worldwide audience a little bit more. I can't, I can't even imagine what kind of sales spikes they saw, even if it is just online. I don't know. Shit. I'm not even going to front. Like, I know soccer. <laughs> He's number one in my heart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think we talked about this a long time ago, Robbie, but like, like soccer to me is, is like the most high energy sport you can possibly be into. The people mm-hmm. that are into it, love it so much. And it really becomes more about the community. You know, it's like, Portland Timbers being a great example, the San Jose Quakes, like even Sacramento has, has their team that's going to be an MLS team in two years now. But like people get so into it because the social aspect of soccer is such a powerful and exciting thing that you could imagine the scale of that. Like just thinking about like the Timbers there in Portland, how, how many people probably talk about going to a Timbers game, but timbers match but don't actually care about soccer right that's the that's the beauty of that game to me yeah i mean that's what it is it's a big social event i mean soccer stadiums are bigger than football stadiums by a pretty big multiple if you look at a full stadium when the world's right again so many people will go out of their way for a soccer game and and insane like it brings rich poor everybody in the middle they all enjoy it that's true because I live across the street from where the Timbers play, and um, I've I've even fallen to that. So I've gone to games with free tickets and stuff. It's like, all right, well I'll get drunk and yell. Sure, like I get that part. But all right, so we can just pivot off soccer, right? <laughs> I'm to making small talk with a podcast over a sport I don't know about. So let's not stop that. <laughs> What I do want to talk about, though, as Mike tried to allude to earlier, is the first, like, straight-up recyclable shoe. And it's from On Running. You would never guess what this shoe is made out of. Can either one of you two guess what this shoe is not made – what this shoe is made out of? Wrong answers only. What do you think? Uh, seaweed. Seaweed. That's a that's an interesting one. Really I mean, good. yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when uh, when Jacques and Tiffany and I were doing the outside the box podcast a couple years ago, that actually uh, we we actually did some that were made out of pineapple, and then some that. that were made out of recycled gum. Oh, so like chewing gum? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think think it's broke, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. But these are made out of castor beans, like baked beans, like make you toot beans. Wait, wait, what? 
Like beans. Straight up beans. They made a right. shit beans. That's pretty dope. I just never, I didn't think, you know, beans could create a structure that you could wear. I didn't think so either. But here we are. It's like, it's undyed. So it's all white chew. That's why it's all white. They didn't want to put any dyes in it. It's literally just like fucking beans. Like I, I wish I had a cooler way of describing it. There's not a cooler way of describing it in this press release. But like, all you need to know is that it's made out of beans. You could literally throw this shoe in the recycling bin and be like, I'm done with this. And you don't, you know how cool that is? You know how much, I mean, like, it's cool that brands like Nike recycle shoes and make them into sur- playing surfaces. It's cool that you can do um, stuff with um, reusing materials and making a new shoe. But when you can literally just recycle a shoe, that's that's next level, right? That's pretty, that shit's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, like, so. Cause I know Adidas had this deal. Oh my god, I can't remember what shoe it was. It's for one of their running shoes, but basically, you reused it, and you had to give it back. They basically broke it down to recyclable parts, made the second version, and sent it out to the same people. Is that kind of the same deal with this one? No, this is just like a shoe you can recycle. Period. Like it's gone. So it's a thirty dollar deposit, and then like you get new pairs, and as you're done with them. You just recycle that. I'm going to ask you a silly question. If it's all made of this bean, can you cook them? Like, I know it sounds stupid, but could you like, because they also used to say that you can eat Crocs. Could you, could you cook this shoe? You can only be edible in a desert If you're caught wearing it with Nike socks. Uh, well, I mean, the only way, man. You. <laughs> Not going to lie. I'm, I got you. I got you. It's cooked. Um, I think straight up, I actually own on socks. I'm not kidding because I'm not surprised. Every time you buy a new brand, you figure out where to get the socks. You got to get the socks, man. But uh, <laughs> product plug: the on socks are the most comfortable running socks I've ever worn. I don't have a lot of them. I have some Nike running socks, and I have like a pair of Under Armour ones I got from Ross. But the on running sock, I'd say twenty bucks. That thing hugs your foot like. Like it's a baby you don't want to drop and you're on a bumpy road. It's just hugging. It's it's so good. I love it. Sure. My weird analogy of the episode. But like, <laughs> that's so sick how you could just like not like, okay, so it's all white. You you can you know recycle it, but I think it'd be even cooler to like every couple months have a new custom shoe. Like if you want to write a goal across the upper. I mean, I don't think a Sharpie is going to make the shoe unrecyclable. Like, they don't they don't not take my Starbucks cup because it has my name written on it. I don't drink Starbucks, but that's the first thing I thought of. But it's like, you could really make these whatever you want to be, but like on a turn and burn basis. Like, I would write on my foot, like, check marks of how many miles I ran like that. You know, you can track it in the app. You can do all these things. But like seeing it tangibly with your own handwriting on your white shoe, the black that'd be super sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just I like how a lot of people in like what, what was it Parley or Paley, the Adidas brand. I mean the Adidas collab. It was, it was Parley, right? 
Yeah, parlor. Yeah. So like that's fantastic. You're doing a really good thing, partnering with them with recycled uppers, but you're still on a on a on a boost outsole. Like this is something where it's like you can it, it's it's walking the walk and talking the talk. Like the Nike um, space hippies not coming in their own individual box. That's a great step. But to throw a little bit of shade, if you look at the percentages of how much of that shoe is really recycled, it's not all that much. So they just say it's recycled and look at here. It's only in one box. It's like cool. I mean, like it is what it is. It's, it's awesome. But this is like, you can straight up throw this piece of work in the track. I mean, in the recycling when you're done, like literally recycle this like that. It's just like next. It, I was keep saying it's next level. Cause it is like, that. this doesn't make sense to me almost like, <laughs> just throw my shoe away. I don't understand. <laughs> you do it, and we'll get way more information about it. These aren't going to start releasing in the subscription service until middle to late 2021. So we have plenty of time. It's actually called the Cyclone. I never said um, no Cyclone. I can't no Cyclone. Cyclone because it's inspired by the Cyclone. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's no E at the end of it. Thoroughly confused with all of It's on running Cyclone Cyclone. There you go. But it's just, um, it's a really dope concept, man. Like, I am interested in all white training shoes. I think it's like the, the cleanest look you can have if you're working out. It's all white sneakers. And you're going to mess them up. So might as well just recycle them and get another pair. Like, there's no harm like I, I can see no downside unless the shoe is just not comfortable to your foot. Like there's just so much good going on here. Why the hell not try it? Yeah. I mean the, the whole concept is super dope, right? It's like, like just so everybody gets it. It's like 30 bucks. Well, 30 bucks a month you run in the shoe and you'll have an app that you basically log in and say, Hey, I'm ready to get new ones. They'll send you a new pair and then you return the the old pair. Right. Which, you know, if it, it does seem like a no brainer to me, like anybody that runs works out regularly, it seems like this would be the best option to just be having like fresh pair. That's going to be, you know, comfortable and supportive and all those things as you're working out. Right. But then like Robbie said, they're literally just recycling the shoe and making new ones for you. So uh, that part of it to me is super, super dope because it really is like, like the cycle, right? You're, you're not just, um, you're not just, talking game right like no shots at any brands but like every brand that does you know let's say you could you could pick parley you could pick nike you could pick any number of brands that have done recycled shoes or recycled this or use this you know sustainable material it's not 100 percent completely recyclable it's typically a majority recyclable or they use recycled materials which were, you know, supposedly taken from the ocean, but were actually taken from rivers, which, you know, you're nitpicking there. But like everyone has like their little, you know, quip that they want to actually 
you know, claim as like, we're the first person that did this. We're the first person did, that did that. But like, this is actually like a crazy important, like step in getting people out of the, con- the, the like consumerism of, you know, I think the easiest example for me is the consumerism of what the Nike Hyperdunk started, right? You bought the Hyperdunk for a hundred bucks when it came out in 2008 or nine or whatever. It was arguably one of the best basketball shoes ever created, especially at that time. But you knew it was only going to last a month of playing, three months of playing if you played a couple times a week. It wasn't a shoe that was built to last. It was very much designed to be a lower price point, a great shoe, but we knew where Nike knew they're going to sell more pairs of that shoe because it was going to degrade quicker than the typical materials that they were using in basketball shoes for better or worse. Right. Like, you know, the cool thing is we all as sneakerheads bought a bunch more shoes. The downside is we bought a bunch more shoes and not all of that actually gets recycled. Some of that stuff is plastic that never goes away. So this is really, really cool to see, you know, somebody just really stepping up and saying like, Hey, let's change the game. And I'm ex- I'm excited to to you know get involved and see how how it works. Hopefully, I mean it's just yeah. tough because it's so far away. But like obviously it's an exciting thing, and they've got to hit a certain number in order to keep in order for it to make business sense, right? So I'm excited to see how that comes to fruition. Yeah, Robbie, what was the price point on the subscription? Did you say twenty nine ninety nine per month? Exactly, dude. I honestly am probably gonna join this because I have such a hard time buying running shoes because I just destroy them. Now this literally says, Hey, destroy them, recycle them. We'll give you another pair. That's like right up my, like my alley. So I won't lie. I'd probably be one of the first people as soon as they open this thing up to sign up for, because I just need shoes. I can like reliable running shoes. Clearly from what you said, Robbie, these things are like just comfortable to run in and very solid. I don't know. I think I'm probably gonna give it a go. So, this, as a closing point, it's like a real technical shoe. It's a super light, seven ounce, 200 grams if you're European or just anywhere but America. Um, but here's the quote they have here. Um, we wanted to show that sustainability and performance go hand in hand. The subscription service enables runners to not only receive one of the highest performing shoes we've engineered, but to continuously receive the best and most up-to-date shoe technology coming out of our lab. Like... That's yeah, both worlds. That's awesome. Yeah. On, yeah, Robbie's guy, just know you'll be getting my $30 next year. You on one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ice. So what else we got? What else we got? I know we had a couple more things pop up. Robbie, was it you or Nick? Which one did you guys have some more topics for us? Well, so there's – um. I mean, we could we could have some Bok talk. So, um, Dunn over at Complex started this um, like this this series with Foot Locker. Um, trying to pull it up right now, so I forgot the exact name of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, he need to do like uh, he's doing like little content for him now, which that was a long time coming. It's called Real Silhouettes. R E E L Silhouettes. Okay. Um, this one covered the Reebok Wonder Woman collection, um, mm-hmm. which is the iconic freestyle colorway um, model, not colorway, but it's in an all gold colorway uh, alongside some other models. And he goes and interviews 
um, the design team behind it, but also the director of the new Wonder Woman movie, 1984. Um, yeah, Patty, uh, what's her last name? Jenkins. Yes. So, like, that is really cool to see. It's short. It's like six and a half minutes long. I recommend okay. you watch it. It's on Complex. But um, it's a good, it was a good watch because um, not only do you never get to really hear from, like, the color concept type people, it's always, like, the designer and then, like, the athlete, pretty much. Like, you might hear about, like, the line manager a little bit. But, like, the the creative side doesn't nearly get enough love outside of design. So to see the kind of short back and forth um, between, like, you know, what inspired the colorways and it's um, what kind of women inspired them day to day. Um, just some really good talking points. Uh, really recommend checking it out just because it's something kind of like sneaker history and in the sense of you're not going to get a lot of content like that kind of like you're probably not going to get many podcasts like ours so if you're just looking for something more informative instead of like hype inducing it's definitely a, a good watch cool yeah definitely I'm gonna check that one out i saw it uh pop up i think it was on his instagram earlier I was scrolling through and I just didn't get a chance to hit the link yet. I want those shoes, man. Those wonder, I mean, they're dope looking all gold. It's weird. Cause like, I don't ever buy movies ever. Like I do not like owning movies cause it's super stupid too. Um, I ended up buying the first wonder woman movie, uh, because I had just gotten surgery and I was just stuck in the house and I was like super fucked up on Oxycontin or something. And I woke up the next day and I bought wonder woman like what? what the fuck it's <laughs> in my house i own wonder woman and it's actually a really good movie so it's one of the it's like the only movie i bought in like 10 years 10 that's years. hilarious the one my- dvd in robbie's house <laughs> yeah right it's, i was good trying movie, to- though. and yeah it is it is a really good movie though yeah i like it wait for the next one to come out yeah me Eventually, too i think it got pushed back to christmas day now she's yeah. the only one not to mess up i mean like all of the all of the DCEUs, and, and I've given them all a pretty solid try, is not good. Really? I mean, Justice I, League, they're redoing, which I can't tell you how happy I am about that. But, dude, like, Aquaman was pretty solid. Uh, Batman versus Superman, I don't care what anybody says, was fantastic. So, I mean, come on. None of them, probably? Like, he just get quiet. He's like, I'm out. I mean, <laughs> like, maybe the clip. No. No, I don't. I, I, I watched all of them. I did not enjoy. I lambasted each and every one of them outside of Wonder Woman the entire time through the viewing. Damn. I, I mean, I could not consent to any of those movies. I, I'm always impressed on how uh, how how much you hate them. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I like. I mean, the Flash is cool. Cyborg. I mean, everybody's tight. But I mean, no, no, Justice League sucked. Like. That's why they were doing it. There was a lot of issues there. That's why we're getting a four-hour movie next year done the right way. So, no, if you didn't like that one, I completely understand. Also crappy, um, the solo Superman movie, just boring. He has every power. Like, how compelling can you make a dude who's, like, alienated? Like, yeah. It's a struggle. Do I want to rule you people or actually help you? Come on. It's just like... Superman's whole point is like 
he's like relatable, but he's also a human and not relatable. I mean, an alien and not relatable. He's making him like seem like I don't like the vibe. I, he's, 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 <laughs> he's impossible. I mean, any character has to have some kind of real flaw. Okay, so do you like Batman? Yes. I know we're going off the rails here, but did you see the the new Batman trailer? Yeah. Trailer one with. Okay. How do you feel about that so far? How, how are we how are we looking? I mean, Batman's been done so many times. I'll take Moody Batman. I mean, Moodier Batman. Why not? <laughs> I thought the car was cool. I mean, All right, like, wait, you know what? I'll take any positive feedback you got at this point. <laughs> I mean, different. Like the I mean, music, perfect. The same. Yeah, it's been done a lot. But I'm a nerd, and I'll see every last one of them. I don't Count. like this. Period. What? Oh man. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right so uh before we get out of here i got a couple more things i wanted to talk about um one one of them was footlocker props to the footlocker uh execs for coming through they are turning their stores their footlocker stores and all the uh subsidiary stores so like champ sports foot action east bay are are basically going to turn two over two thousand of their stores are going to turn into uh, not turn into but going to going to basically be places where people can register to vote. So I think that's super dope. It starts next week. Uh, I guess technically it starts probably about when you're listening to this uh, National Voter Registration Day, September twenty second. I just think it's super dope that they're stepping up to to you know to do this. Like it's partnership with Rock the Vote, which is kind of like uh, old school organization that, you know, tries to get younger people to get out and, and register to vote. So essentially they're, they're trying to like Foot Locker's audience or, or customer base is primarily 18 to 24. So if you're able to go in store and, you know, the next week or so, you'll be able to register to vote at a Foot Locker or any of their, uh, other own stores. So, uh, dude, I like it. They put their money where their mouth is. Now, if you people can go out here and line up for a shoe, you can go line up to get registered to vote. That's all I'm going to leave it at because, God dang, you, you got to handle this. <laughs> yep. Uh, other bit of news um, that I wanted to touch on, also a positive note. Nike announced today on their um, on their shareholders call uh, or shareholder shareholder meeting that they're going to, the, the foundation is donating a million dollars to, to wild white wildfire. Let me try that again. <laughs> Nike foundation is donating $1 million to wildfire relief. Um, which is, uh, you know, obviously hitting a little close to home this year for everybody like Robbie that's up there in Portland, which I think that's super dope that they're actually getting involved to help. Because Lord knows California's been dealing with it for a long time. Yeah. And it seems to be spreading. We just need to get y'all some sprinkler systems out there. So y'all just y'all just water the, the wilderness every so often because this is crazy. Yeah. Problem the problem is like California is just like Texas, man. Like the amount of the amount of space that nobody goes to is massive. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. But it's insane. But yeah, that's super dope. Um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much all I got as far as the news goes. Was there anything else on your guys' radar that you wanted to talk about? Um, this one's more not news, but we saw leaked photos of the Create 
Um, I know me and Nick were talking about it before we started recording. A decent looking shoe from what I see. I'm definitely interested to see what they do because this may be the start of his branch line. Like they're trying to basically Jordan him. But the logo looked a little weird. I was telling Nick it reminded me of the S skate shoe logo. So I'm really intrigued on why they changed it from the, the SC30 logo, which I thought was very recognizable and way better than what they're doing now. But we have to see, because again, those are just leaked photos. Um, there's no real announcement on when they're going to come out or what the full plan is with Curry just yet. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you shouldn't get rid of that Steph Curry logo, the SC. Like, that's so clean. And like, this new one kind of looks like Kawhi's old logo and also like a number eight. Like, this, I don't, I do not like it at all. Yeah. The shoe's pretty okay, but logo-wise, I don't know why you would pivot off of the existing one. Yeah. And maybe it's just harder to see because it's like embossed at gold, so it makes it pretty difficult. But I just haven't seen a clear picture of the logo so I can understand it because right now it, it literally means nothing to me. It looks like maybe an autograph possibly as opposed to, like I said, the SC30, which is – people knew that one. And it looked better than Under Armour's branding, which – I do like that the only Under Armour branding on the shoe is on the shank plate at the bottom. So they're learning because that is one ugly logo. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the of the new logo. I thought I think I've probably said it before on, on previous episodes, but I think the SC30 logo is like the best thing Under Armour has going right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It is interesting to see how how this will play out because who knows if if Steph can actually sell you know, more sneakers than what they're selling right now under different, different brands or his own brand, whatever. Um, I just don't, I don't see it as, as like a likely success, but I've been wrong plenty of times before. <laughs> we'll see, man. I, it, again, if they're pushing that international side, I think they have better luck because Curry's one of those people that they recognizable overseas as well. So We'll see. I mean, I hope he does well because I'd like to see, you know, him actually be successful and have a lifelong brand, you know, with Under Armour. Was there anything else that uh, you wanted to touch on, Robbie? No, man. I think that's uh, just a little news episode today. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody rocking with us. You can follow us at Sneaker History on all the platforms. Uh, you can follow me personally at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. More importantly, just uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Join us on Patreon so you can uh, conversate with us on our Discord. And make sure you're following Mike and Robbie. Let them know how to follow you guys. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Of course, find me at SneakerHistory.com and the Discord group. And last... At YouTube at Mike Guillory. Robbie, where you at, buddy? At R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Right on. We appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See ya. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. 
You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.